Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. So up first today, there's a question I wanted to ask you. What would you tell your younger self if you could? And the responses were so interesting. There were certain patterns as well as differences. I just want to share some of the highlights with you. And later, how are you going to handle your holiday shopping in the midst of this inflationary cycle that we've been in lately? And the inflation is it's really dispiriting when you go like to the supermarket and you see what things cost. So let's go to something positive. And when I share this with you, some of these things are going to sound wistful, regretful, but they're wisdom that is shared over and over again, different ways, different words. So again, what do you wish your younger self knew about money? It was a question that was posted by Jonathan Clements on his website. I saw some of the responses there and I was like, hey, I'd love to see what our audience would say they wish their younger self knew about money. And there were several of this theme that the stock market was accessible and not just for the rich. And think about that because now you can open an investment account with a discount broker for as little as $1, a fee-free account for $1. And I go back to when I was a young guy and the stock market was truly really only accessible to the very wealthy. And this is a Democratic with a small d era for investing. Second number on this theme, that first one, by the way, was Marlene. This is from Alexa. Credit should be rarely used, paid off quickly before other expenses. And then Ginger said, how to get the best price for items in order to save, save, save. Bev said, to save for retirement, which I never did. Something my family talked about, but I just didn't get to. And Bev, it's never too late. Don said, any amount saved for retirement builds from day one, you'll start to hear a pattern emerge. Sherry said, I wish my younger self knew about minimalism. Less is more. I remember back in the early 90s on my then radio show, we talked a fair amount about the simplicity movement, which has had different names over the decades, but it's the idea of living with less and that a lot of what we consume, we really don't have to have. And then today, it's gone a step further, and it's this buy-nothing movement that what you need, you can barter for, people give away stuff. There was just a long-form article I read 
and I'm sorry I don't remember where it was, that so much furniture is being sent to landfills that people buy furniture and it's become disposable. And I think what a shame because there's so many people who lack basic furniture in their apartment or their home. And it's, it's just terrible that this stuff is going to landfills instead of being part of buy nothing programs that are available around the country. I think a lot of people don't even know that these buy nothing groups have formed. And Jeannie said, I wish I would have listened to my mom. Money doesn't grow on trees. And then John said, save at least 10% of your gross income and forget about it. Love that. And Jill, going back to the spending less, half the things you buy, you really don't want or need. And you don't want to have to dust them once you have them. I like that. Don said that it's not normal to carry debt. And Chuck said, buy land. They're not making it anymore. It gets more expensive every year. Well, land over time as world population increases, and particularly because of urbanization, land in most population around the world is moving into denser populated corridors. And so the cost of the land does go up, and that's completely true. I'm going to stop with Deanna, who says, making money is different from having money. You can make a lot of money, but have nothing. And I want to end with Deanna's, and there are hundreds of these that people post. I just wanted to give you a sampler of them. I think about surveys that show how many people who make six figures are living paycheck to paycheck. And it's a shocking percent of people that are making double or more the average income in the United States are tapped out and feel like they are insecure financially, for lack of a better term. And so the habits you live with with money, the mental approach you take to money is what changes this. Consumption that is for things that we don't have to have, but we want to have, is where a lot of money that could create more financial security in our lives, when we make more money, vanishes. For two generations now, it's always been the philosophy in the United States that you overbuy house, that as you make more money, you want to have the biggest, fanciest house possible. It's more to pay for, more to take care of. If we become more practical about housing, particularly for people at the higher end of the income ladder, there will be much more financial security in their lives. Krista? Fiona in Texas says, I have twin 17-year-old boys and a 20-year-old daughter in college. I would like to put dash cams in all three of their cars. Is there an affordable and reliable one that you can recommend with front and rear cameras and hopefully a wide angle to catch side swipes? And then can I add as well, 
um, while you're answering that from Mark in North Carolina, you recommend getting a dash cam, but you never mention the process of using it in an accident. Do you rip it off the windshield and try to figure out how to display the video on its screen? Do you take out the SIM card and hand it over to the cop or play it on another device? Do you get one with an app, et cetera? Yeah. So Mark, the answer to your question is it completely depends on the dash cam you buy. If you're not familiar with this, outside the United States, these are extremely common where you put a little portable unit that plugs in, depending on the unit you buy, into a cigarette lighter if your car still has one or into a USB slot or USB-C slot if your car has those. And you just suction cup it to your windshield And it videos what's going on, typically on a continuous loop of an SD card or micro SD card. If you are in an accident or you're a witness to one, you have video evidence uh, may tend all the way to proof of what actually happened. People's memories aren't really that good following an accident. And the stories they tell often are not what actually happened. And eyewitness accounts many times are not that accurate either. So having a dash cam is great. Now, a dash cam that would cover all the angles that you asked about, Fiona, that becomes very difficult. Some newer cars, Teslas as an example, have video capability with cameras at several positions around the car. Three positions, if I remember I right. It's more than that. More than three? Mm-hmm. And Krista, were you in an accident? Were you a witness to an accident where you showed the police officer? That was me. I was in one. You were in one. And the other person was trying to pretend it wasn't their fault. Mm -hmm. And the police officer watched the video and could not believe how clear it was. And it was 100% clear who was at fault. Without that video, you might have been shared responsibility or whatever. So it is very, very useful. But Fiona, the units you can buy usually are going to be a unit that may be forward-facing only or forward and rear-facing. I'm not familiar with units you can buy that you add into a car that will get the side angles for a side swipe. But you'll cover most circumstances with a front-facing camera and even more with one that's front and rear facing. The prices of these start at about $15 and go up and potentially way up depending on the capabilities. Any brand you recommend? No particular brand. I've tried a bunch of different ones. I travel with one in my backpack because I rent cars about 30 times a year. I put them up in the rental car because particularly as an out-of-towner somewhere, the presumption of guilt falls to the out-of-town traveler. So having the dash cam is really useful. And from May in Tennessee, GoodRx requests my birth date in order to use its services and coupons. In the past, the company has not requested this. Is it safe to provide my birth date? I have a good service with this company and the prices have been cheaper. I don't know the exact reason why GoodRx is asking you, May, for your birth date. I don't know what's behind the curtain that they're asking for that. Could be discounts, right? Possibly. But I would feel comfortable giving your birth date to them. I mean, obviously, any database you go into, there's always risk what a hacker may dream up or do. 
if they're able to get to that information or a dishonest employee internally. So the more information you provide to more organizations, the more risk that exists. But I would feel okay getting the discounts that are available from GoodRx because they really do make a substantial difference in what you pay for prescription drugs. And in addition to that, we've talked about many other ways for to save on prescription drugs. I want to make it clear that if you have a prescription drug plan available from your employer, know that many times because of the dirty stuff that goes on with pharmacy benefits managers, that what is supposedly a benefit from your employer, your prescriptions may well cost moderately more to significantly more buying your prescriptions through the pharmacy plan available as a benefit from your employer rather than you just paying cash using GoodRx, using Costco, using Cost Plus Drugs, um, that's Mark Cuban's thing, that using these methods where you just pay cash or go to Sam's, go to Walmart, many times the cash price will be lower. I've found repeatedly with the prescription plan that I have that I pay a lot less paying cash most of the time than I would through the pharmacy plan that I'm given. So just want you to know that. And we got to talk about Christmas. You know, the weeks are closing in on us towards Christmas. Mr. Grinch, this year is inflation. And how do you take a bite out of that so that you have the Christmas holiday season you want to have? We're going to talk about that straight ahead. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New survey that was done by TransUnion, one of the three credit bureaus, says that a third of Americans are going to buy fewer gifts through the Christmas holiday shopping period because they ain't got the money. We got another roughly one in six people who plan to buy cheaper gifts than they originally intended. That takes us to 50%. If that means half of people are buying cheaper or buying less, or some of those are the same people, but I think it is actually half of people intend this Christmas season because of financial stress to buy fewer gifts or cheaper gifts. And all I got to say to you is if you are stretched financially, please stick to this. Please, if your budget needs to be smaller this year, do it. 
You're not going to disappoint people. I promise. But I don't want you, if you are having some financial wheezing, I don't want you to get yourself into a position where you are feeling guilt or you get caught up in the excitement or all the signs that say sale, 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 and you buy things that later your wallet is going to regret. As far as the shopping that the other half of people are going to do, which is more like a normal Christmas cycle based on the survey, or even people who want to spend less, the one in six who want to spend less, or the one in three who are buying fewer gifts, there is really good news. And that is, this is a bargain Christmas season, which I've shared with you going back into September, the ironic situation we're in, that certain items we have to have, food, a roof over our heads, if our car dies and we got to buy transportation, that these three things that are so core to our budgets, and they're not optional, well, buying a new car when yours works fine, that is optional, but having a place to live, having food to eat, these are not options. It's something you got to do. And the cost of those went up so much in this inflationary cycle. And at the same time, the cost of stuff we don't have to have is down, 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 down. And I've mentioned over time, all the categories, it's like endless categories of stuff is cheaper this Christmas abnormally cheaper than normal because there's way too much inventory. And so the retailers, the manufacturers, this is a temporary phenomenon because what happens? Next year, retailers order less merchandise. Uh, Manufacturers produce a smaller number of goods. So this is an overhang of excessive inventory that for those that are in a position to be able to buy stuff you really want to have but don't have to have, this is a great cycle for you, and it is a temporary cycle. I mean, Some of the deals that have been available on televisions lately are insanely ridiculous, and you'll see at Clark Deals, the stuff coming like 75-inch, first-tier brand-name TVs for five $600? For a 75-inch TV? Are you kidding me? And we're going to see a lot of that. And so not off-brand, actual real brand like uh, Samsung, I guess, is the most popular TV brand. And we're going to see this in category after category through this Christmas shopping season. But then going back to the survey, if you're in the half of people that have significant intentions that you may or may not follow through on, to be more careful, tighter with your Christmas spending, this year is going to make that possible. For the other half of people who are in a position to spend, you'll find that your dollar goes on so many things, going to buy gasoline, how much more expensive that's been, energy costs generally, all these things that have been more money, the Christmas shopping cycle, everything's going to feel like it's a steal. Because the truth is, The prices are incredible. Krista? 
Larry in North Carolina writes, I have a buyer beware warning for your listeners. I recently purchased a new Chromebook to replace the out-of-date model I've used for many years after taking your advice to use a standalone Chromebook for financial sites. I found a scratch and dent online for $56 from a big box store. I received the computer and- $56 for the whole computer? Yep. I received the computer and did not even find any scratches, but after setting it up and the second time I turned it on, I received a warning stating, this is the final update and you need to purchase a new computer. What? I just purchased this computer, bait and switch. Oh man, that is terrible. Okay. So the place you bought it, the question is, what was the policy on returns, refunds, and exchanges? Selling you a product that is effectively obsolete and useless at the time you purchased it is a total ripoff. And I think going back to them to get a refund on it would be great. We have a warning for you on Clark.com about how Chrome updates work and that when you buy one, particularly if you buy a used one, you want to make sure how long that model is supported with updates, because without updates, you have a, a computer that becomes vulnerable over time, and the very benefit of buying a Chromebook is defeated. But that's a terrible story. By the way, Apple, for years, has done a great job at supporting MacBooks for many, many years, and Google has gotten so much negative publicity about the fact that they have not done long support of various Chromebook models, that Google has reformed itself. And if you look now, when you go to buy a Chromebook, it will usually tell you in the description before you purchase how long updates are supported for that Chromebook. This just happened to my daughter with her Apple, by the way. No more updates. No more updates mm-hmm. on hers? On her MacBook Well, Air. the great news, what I was talking about with Christmas... Apple MacBooks are being discounted by far the most I've ever seen. So you will, if you need to replace it, this Christmas selling cycle, you're going to find great deals on buying her a new MacBook. Is she an Air person or a Pro person? Air. So Okay. So you get the Air with the M1 chip, uh, not the M2. She'll be just fine and you'll pay seven more or less for that? Mm-hmm. Okay, Janine in Michigan says... Sorry, this is all about you. No, I didn't mean to do that. That's fine. saying it happens. We recently signed up with a cell phone company for a new service due to the price quoted on the phone. We were quoted a price after phones traded in of $94.99 per month. We were nervous to sign the contract because it reflects a different price before trade-ins of the phones. We were assured that the phone call was being recorded for backup... So we also recorded the call. Now they're quoting us a bill of $113.13 per month after trade-ins. The rep said we were misquoted a price and that they cannot find the recording. We've offered to send our recording in, but there's no way to receive it, they say. The supervisor we spoke to even suggested that we did not research the plans enough to understand the charges. We were literally going by what the rep quoted us, and it was repeated numerous times. So do we have any recourse at this time to get the deal we were quoted? I feel like we got scammed. Yeah, and Janine, the the customer no service is unacceptable. I want to tell you something about T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T. Dealing with their customer no-service bureaucracies is 
unreal. It would be like trying to climb Mount Kilimanjaro to get something solved. What does work, though, many times, and I know people roll their eyes when I say this, is file a complaint at BBB.org with whatever company it is, whether it's Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, any of the big three cell phone companies. They don't think of themselves as scam artists, but they are uh, lumbering, inefficient bureaucracies. And they have a problem that is referred to in organization management as diffusion of responsibility. Nobody in these big organizations takes responsibility for errors made by their employees. But when you do file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau, my experience with the big three cell phone carriers is that within three weeks, you will have a proposed solution from the cell phone carrier. Most often, what I've found they do with the BBB complaints is they'll calculate out, okay, how much money did we cheat Janine out of? So we'll just give her a credit for that amount of money for having done so. Now, does it work every time? Not necessarily, but it works more often than you might imagine. Keep your narrative description on the BBB complaint system relatively short. Just stick clearly to the facts, let go of your anger, just say what happened, and more important, say what you want. You want the price that you were quoted and you have audio proving it, that should be enough. And I want to hear back from you if it gets you the results that I think it will get you. I mean, since she has a recording too, I might check with local TV stations. They might be really interested in a story like that. Yeah, okay. We we are in the November ratings period. TV stations love get the bad guy kind of stories and consumers that are aggrieved. And if there's a station, local television station in your market that has what they call historically, generically, and sometimes we'll call it on the air, an on-your-side kind of thing is part of their vibe and programming, contact the person who does that, and maybe they will get this solved for you. So that's a great suggestion, too. Margaret in North Carolina says, unfortunately, I'm in the process of a divorce. I'm sorry. During the process, I've accumulated credit card debt in the amount of approximately $20,000. One card has an interest rate of 18.99%, while the other card is from a balance transfer. I have an emergency cash on hand to pay the cards off. Should I do that? I used to have a credit score in the 800s, and now it's in the 600s. This bothers me every day. So, Margaret, first things first, I hope that you're moving along with the emotional healing process. If that's still a burden for you, I'd like you really to sit down with a counselor. If you're a member of a church or religious organization, there may be pastoral counseling because it's not just a financial toll in divorce. There is a severe emotional toll as well. And I want to make sure you're getting the counseling and assistance that you need through the process. As to your core question with the $20,000, If you use the money you have that's available to you and pay it off, then the advantage of that is you stop the bleed from the high rates. And that would normally be a good idea. It means you're skating on thin ice for a while because you will have eliminated your cash cushion. But the fact is, if you're paying high interest rates on a credit card, 
then so much of the money you pay every month is going to interest and not principal that whatever you're paying right now every month, you pay back to the savings that you would use to liquidate this debt. It's good you have that savings to have that as an option. As for your credit score, going from the 800s to 600s, almost certainly it's because of the level of debt you have versus your available credit. And you will find that in about a 30-day period after paying off the debt, the portion of your credit score that has been impacted so heavily by the amount of debt will heal and your score will go up typically a significant amount, more than 100 points in this case, in a 30-day or so cycle. And I wish you the best in this transition in your life. And I want to thank you so much for listening today and know that we are here to serve you so many different ways, including at Clark.com with information on so many topics impacting your life and your wallet. Have a great day.